0: Welcome to the GigTube podcast, hosted by Chad Polens, a full-time gig economist since 2018. Each week, Chad talks to a fellow gig worker, content creator, or an industry insider to dig deep into the world of the gig economy. Let's see what they discover this week.
1: Hey, what's up, YouTube? Chad, a gig economist, backing in with our interview. This time, I'm not sure what side you're on, uh, Dave Wright, <laughs> the capitalist. How you doing, man?
0: Good. How are you, Chad? Good.
1: I mean, nice thing about your YouTube handle that says your name and what you do <laughs> right there. Yes. You know?
0: Well, the problem for me, I live in the New England area uh-huh. and I'm close to Connecticut and New York, is there's a very famous David Wright that played for the Mets. Oh, so, yeah, if, yeah, yeah, yeah. so if you're trying to like get an online presence and they search for my name, There'll just be pages and pages of a baseball player. So
1: yeah, no, that's the opposite of me because like I'm probably the only Chad Polans on the planet. So if you do a Google search for Chad Polans, I'm going to come up. So, nice. Uh, uh, yeah, let's just start with the vitals, like we always do. How old are you? Where are you from? Are you married? Have kids? Stuff like that.
0: Um, yeah. Oh, I've never been interviewed like this before. <laughs> um, yeah. I guess I'm in my mid forties. I'm forty. 44 be 45 in in march from mm-hmm. new england area southern mass rhode island um but i do a lot of work throughout new england no kids no marriage side gigging weightlifting that's it
1: yeah we're really some uh, you know i'm from upstate new york originally oh nice I'm from, yeah i'm from schenackety so i'm right on the other side of the line where um where, we're not new england anymore you know yeah
0: um and you just got sick and tired of the cold and decided i'm going south
1: um, that was part of it. Um, the taxes had a lot to do with it too. There's yeah. no state income tax in Florida. Well, there's no state income tax in New Hampshire either. I'm, and I'm, I am you I know see. I
0: keep looking at New Hampshire, but for what I do in full time, which is real estate inspections, mm-hmm. making that jump up, I would save an income and then I would have to cover a lot more territory. Mm-hmm. So it's tough to find a nice spot up there.
1: Yeah. You, you just mentioned the real estate thing. You know, I was going to, that's basically where I was going to ask next because, you know, I know you as, you know, on your YouTube channel, you used to do like Uber and Lyft videos and you did Amazon Flex and you did a bunch of Instacart videos. And then you took like a year off from YouTube and you're doing like this real estate thing. Have you been doing that for a while or did you like just start doing that like a year ago?
0: I've been in real estate since I was 18. I bought like my first investment property when I was literally 18. I bought an eight unit. (laughs) investment probably with creative financing yeah um so i've been in real estate a long time and i wanted to get into youtube and eventually do a philosophy show uh-huh. but i wanted to kind of test the water so one of the things i thought would be helpful for just people in my area they were looking for work and ideas of how to be independent get away from like a nine to five job yeah so i was trying some of them and i said yeah i might as well do some videos learn the technology and see and it just took off so i just Mm-hmm. Kept making them because people seemed to really like the videos.
1: Yeah. I, I, you know, that's what I was going to ask you about is like, how did you get into YouTube? Did you like, like for me, the reason I got into doing Instacart videos is because I was doing searches on YouTube and there was hardly anything on there. And I'm like, your channel was one of the first ones that I saw. And this is over a year ago, a little over a year ago. And um, so I think you must have been. Either one of the first, or maybe the first person to be doing training, you know, walkthrough type videos about Instacart. Um, did did you do? Did you remember seeing any other Instacart videos before you started
0: doing them? So yeah, I mean, if people are in the gig economy, they'll. You can go on there and you can see there's these people that like hit and run mm-hmm. with a. I don't know if they do it or not, and I don't want to talk bad about anybody, but they'll yeah. make these videos, like, 10 ways to make side money, and then they have a list. Yeah. So there was a bunch, there was about 10 people with, like, catchy um, screen grabs, mm-hmm. but I watched their videos, and I'm like, this did not teach me anything. So I was like, <laughs> yeah. and people kept asking me when I was out shopping, so I was like, it'd be easier for me to make a video and then link it to them. So then I started making videos. And like you said, I must have been one of the first ones because I just made what I thought was pretty simple videos in my car in the heat. Everybody's making fun of me <laughs> for swallowing too much. Yeah. And it just kept going up and up and the comments just come, kept coming in. So I was like, eh, I guess I got a knack for this. I'll keep doing it and helping people.
1: Yeah, And the, and those videos from a year ago, your beard was like down to here. <laughs> yeah. So did you shave I it shaved, off or did you just cut it back?
0: I No, I shaved it all off about eight months ago. Uh-huh. And then January 1st, I was like, I don't feel like shaving again. So I've been just letting it grow. It's wow, cold in the January? winter. Yeah, wow.
1: probably.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So people are like, why do you always have a beard? It's like, because keeping up on it is just, shaving is just too much. Yeah.
1: Well, it, it was kind of funny those old Instacart videos. Like, your mustache is so, like, I can't even see your mouth <laughs> move.
0: Yeah, I literally just quit um, mm-hmm. shaving altogether. And it gets mixed reviews. Either people. When it gets that long, some people are like, Don't touch it, it's epic. Or people strangers will just come up to you and they, they sing the darndest things when you have a beard like that. Someone yeah. will come up and just say, That's ugly, cut that, you poor wife. <laughs> like, I don't know you. <laughs> you can't say that to me. I know
1: yeah. this is this is just from like Christmas or so. Like and this is like the only spot in my face where I can like really grow anything. Yeah. Everything else is is like bald spots and stuff. Um, all right. So, uh, getting back to the interview, all right. So like you took about a year off from YouTube. You, I've seen you posted a couple of new ones lately, and I assume you have some more in the works. Yeah. Or, I, and I, I know you post a lot on Instagram too, right?
0: Yeah. I had a lot going on in 2019, some family stuff and the videos take up a lot of work. I do real estate investing, mm-hmm. um, and some other stuff. And I saw your channel And I was like, well, there's people covering this now. So I would kind of just go to you if I need information. But because I do Instagram a little bit and I do YouTube and I constantly get comments, people are really concerned about the Um, on-demand. And it was hitting our, it hit our area February 18th. So it's like, I better make some videos. I made a couple of short videos because people kept asking me. And again, for me, it's a time saver. I can make one video and then when they ask me, direct them to that video rather than keep typing the same thing over and over again.
1: Yeah. and That's a good point. Uh, We go to a hundred percent on demand next week. Okay. And, uh, I've seen your screenshots
0: in Orlando, Florida, correct?
1: Yeah. I'm in Orlando. Um, so how has, I mean, maybe it's too soon to tell, but how has, you know, all on demand worked out for you better or worse or same or,
0: um, so in all honesty, I don't do, instacart that much anymore a lot of times on the weekend i pay for my car payment my insurance usually with it so i'll do it a couple times during the week i don't do it full time anymore and i was looking over i'm just looking down at my phone real quick to see what i got here so as it stands we only have i only have one batch right now it's five items for nine dollars and 17 cents so a lot of people say that's how they always come in
1: that looks like yeah, it looks like everything in Orlando. <laughs> but when that
0: hits about three o'clock and people start getting home from work, usually I'll have four to six orders in there between fourteen and maybe thirty dollars. Uh-huh. So it's now. Having said that, the on-demand thing said it was based on your rating. So a lot of people will call me a liar and stuff online. You know, you have the the people that love you or the people that hate you. If you have a lower rating, you're probably gonna to need to get your rating up, unfortunately, before you'll get a lot of batches. For me, I'm sitting at I think you're at a five, but I'm sitting at four point nine eight and the yeah. orders just keep rolling in for me. So
1: yeah, somebody gave me a four, so I'm down to four point nine eight now. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's just one it's one deal.
0: bad rating. Yeah. Yeah. Um all right. So let me go. Can back. I touch on one more thing with that? Sure. sure. So I had trained a friend of mine in the field. And I think it really depends on your area. So I think it sounds like uh, down there, I noticed in your video, you do a ton of customer service between the way you text the people, give them cards, talk and communicate. Up here, I literally almost never talk to customers unless it's a really (laughs) strange request or um, a replacement uh, for the order. And it's all speed. So, so many people said, oh, thank you for getting here so quickly so I can leave. So, New England's very fast-paced. So, I think for me, the reason I used to make videos about speed is it kind of coincides with my rating being high. I had trained somebody that was a little bit slower than me, and we would sit next to one another, and I would continuously get orders, and she would not get a single order. And I'd finish my order, come back out, my phone would ding with another order, and she'd still be waiting. Yeah, Definitely makes a difference. The algorithm getting it is insane. It makes no sense. Well, this was, we were both signed up for hours at the same time. This is back before.
1: Oh, uh, uh, yeah. But e- yeah, even that supposedly went by rating or something. I don't know. The algorithm is, n- nobody understands how it works. Yeah. Um, It's kind of late now, but I mean, you could still do it. I had a suggestion for somebody up north would be to do a video how to Instacart in the cold and snow. Like I have yeah. a video, how to Instacart in the heat, and I have another one, how to Instacart in the rain. Gotcha. But cold and snow is a little out of my element. So what, yeah, do, yeah. what do you
0: do different in the winter that you would do in the summer and vice versa? Um, That's a good question. I think the only major thing for me, um, two major things for being in winter and the cold up here, is if you're full- service shop where we're going to be driving Mm -hmm. don't rush when you're driving rush in the store be slow when you're walking in the ice and the snow and drive super carefully because you think it's bad getting in a car accident and dealing with insurance. now think about having to deal with a third party like instacar and your insurance and whoever hits you all at once so i always drive super carefully in the snow Mm -hmm. and then the other major thing is uh, you guys probably worry about things melting. If somebody orders something hot for ready to serve, you got to make sure you put that in a hot in a hot container yeah. to hold the heat in. Because if they order a rotisserie chicken for dinner and it's 18 degrees out, and mm-hmm. you put it in your trunk, you want that to try and at least stay warm when they get it. Not necessarily hot, but warm. So
1: I I use my DoorDash bags whenever somebody orders yeah. something hot. Although like the, those Ozark trail bags that I use are just as good. Yeah. Do you use the, uh, yeah, what do you use for bags? Do you use the Instacart coolers or?
0: So, uh, no, so this is interesting. So um, I've gotten complaints from, I made an um, Instacart bag video back in the day. And I still use grab bags, mm-hmm. which I use them for my own personal shopping as well. They're insulated, very flexible. It can put a lot of groceries in them. You can fit – do you have Whole Foods down in – Yeah. You know? So you can fit two Whole Foods bags side by side in each of those. And I have four of them. So you can technically carry with oh, the Whole Foods bag. You mean like a catering bag? No. They're just these stretchy grocery grab bags. Oh, okay. And they stretch over your cart. So mm-hmm. sometimes if I'm doing multiple orders, you can actually fill your bags that are over the cart for like order A. And put the stuff in the cart for order B so you don't get super confused. But other parts of the country, those bags were getting denied. So they had to actually get either the zip tops mm-hmm. or order the Instacart bags. And even after they got declined for other people, I had new people up here in New England get the grab bags approved again. So I don't know if it's the representative you get or the location that you try and get the bags approved in. Um, yeah, that's why I didn't take the video down yet, but I do have it linked to a different set of bags now on Amazon.
1: There's there's a way to cheat with the bags is you can just Google images and just grab somebody's picture off <laughs> um, the internet and upload yeah. that. Yeah, um, which I don't recommend doing. I, th- those I, Ozark Trail bags from Walmart yeah. work perfectly. Even the well, the green coolers from instacart they're I mean, they're better than nothing, but I like the the Ozark Trail bags better.
0: Um, I so, would suspo- like if you're down in the heat. Mm-hmm. of florida especially the humidity do you have coolers and stuff with ice if you're doing a full day to partially store the stuff in while you drive it over there
1: no or it doesn't
0: really matter like with like ice cream and stuff will just last in the ac yeah like
1: it, it's fine as long as i put it in those ozark trail bags i mean if you know how to bag groceries you put all the cold stuff together you don't yeah. put you know rotisserie chicken and ice cream in the same bag yeah, yeah yeah but uh and it's funny because uh the first real job i ever had was a a cashier at price chopper. So, okay. and that was back in, you know, 96 or so. Um, and it's funny because the, the, I worked for Publix for two years here in Florida, but I worked on the corporate side, not on the retail side. So it's funny. Cause like a lot of my, you know, career jobs have been
0: supermarket related. Um, so well, are I, you, uh, go ahead. So, sorry to interrupt, but I was just going to say, cause I'll get complaints. From shoppers about some of the food that I picked up, mm-hmm. and it's fine. I mean, people—if people have a complaint, they're paying for a service; they deserve the service that they that they want when mm-hmm. they're paying for something. But I always think to myself, I know you're not this particular when you're shopping for yourself. So why are you now so particular
1: yeah. when I'm
0: grabbing grabbing your groceries?
1: Yeah, I see. There's definitely customers that like they'll put notes on every single item that they want, and, yeah. and I'm like, okay, I can tell this person is, like, OCD or has autism or Asperger's or something. <laughs> yeah. And I mostly don't – like, it drives me nuts, like, when they say, check the expiration date. I'm like, no, that it's the store's job to check, check the expiration date. If it's on the shelf, it should be uh, legal to sell, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, as long as it's not expiring tomorrow or something, but, you know, I'm not going to dig all the way to the back to find, like, you know, a container of milk that's two days fresher than the one up front, you know?
0: Yeah, it can be, um, the, the only one I have, and I have that video about the scam, the person that quote unquote scam me, it's kind of a clickbait mm. type. Yeah. But they were basically asking, they were asking for on the picture side and what I was supposed to scan for a full gallon of like a rare milk. But then yeah. the notes will say, please get a half gallon. Mm-hmm. And then they would ask for a prepackaged. Family value pack of like 20 pounds of a particular meat, and then say, Please only get two pounds. So, Mm -hmm. the whole setup was designed to have me confused scanning stuff. So,
1: yeah, it's nice. Have you noticed that in the app they have a report fraud now? If somebody that is amazing,
0: I'm glad that they added that.
1: Yeah, and something you've been talking about for a while, and I, I really should talk about this in one of my videos sometime is, um. You're an advocate for having a two way rating system. We should be able to rate yeah. customers. Yes. I totally agree. Even if it's just a thumbs up or a thumbs down or you know.
0: Yeah. Well the thing for me is everybody's individual and everybody's different. Mm-hmm. So like you and me for the most part got along right away when you turned the, the camera on and we started talking. So if you came to my house and delivered groceries, we'd probably be like, Hey, what's up, dude? Mm-hmm. What's up? And we'd exchange, I'm like, that's perfect for me. That guy's a five-star. Somebody else might need a different experience and give a two-star. doesn't mean that you're bad or good. But if we rate each other, then you can start matching the individuals better so they have a better experience. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you – I just would like a setup where it's not that you stink at your job. It's that it wasn't a right fit for me, but maybe you're a better fit for somebody else. yeah. Same with the, the Uber and other rideshare stuff. So you're getting the service that you want based on the types of individuals you get.
1: Yeah, I think actually was it Lyft where they're giving it might, and it might not be it might not be nationwide. It might only be certain markets where they're giving the riders the ability to favorite their driver. So like if their favorite driver is available, mm. they would get them instead of somebody who's closer by or you know whatever. Do you still do Uber or Lyft
0: or? I do Lyft. Um, so I'm not a huge sports fan, mm-hmm. but I, but I live in a huge sports area. I grew up yeah. on sports and kind of got away with them, got away from them about maybe 20 years ago, 15 years ago. But I live near um, Foxborough Stadium, home of yeah. the New England Patriots. So I really like to dr- drive Lyft during home games. Because you get people from all over the world coming in to see their team play the Patriots. So that's a fun experience for Lyft. But I do lift a couple of times a month. I find it fun. What's the rates up there? Um, I'm not sure exactly. When I drive it, when I drive like at the stadium because the tips are so high, I kind of base everything hourly. I make roughly around twenty five to thirty five an hour. But if I were to just jump out into Providence right now and do it, and I didn't time it properly, minus gas and everything, I could make $11 an hour and it's not even worth driving. Yeah, so it's that's, really about charting times and areas where you should be.
1: That sounds like Orlando. Like, um, I think the we get paid, I think it's like 50, 55 cents a mile, eight or nine cents a minute. That's yeah. pretty much on both platforms. I know in Jersey they get like almost a dollar a mile and like twenty cents a minute or something.
0: I could usually pull it up the blue states are higher. Pain. Yeah, they huh? change it around depending on what is in. in uh, we have a lot of states that are really close up here, so I, I you can change your zip code. But even Massachusetts is broken into like mm-hmm. um, southern, western, and it's different. So more rural, they usually give you more per mile. Mm-hmm. Um, and then here I think we get more per time wise and less per mile. Yeah. Um, I should have made a video about it, but do you have the ability with um, Hertz to not use your vehicle for Lyft and Uber down there? Up here in Boston, we can get a yeah. get a car via a rental agency that's attached to the Yeah,
1: situation. but then you're you're committed to only one platform. Like you can only drive yes. Lyft or Uber, whichever one you're you're running it through. But right. um, this this market is absolutely saturated with ride share drivers. Okay. Um, <clears throat> although Instacart and Doordash, not so much. At least not yet. Although I can tell that more and more people are coming in. I I really like. I, I mean, Instacart of all the platforms that I do, Instacart is my favorite for a lot of reasons. But they've just been slashing our pay. So and I'm I'm kind of hoping that this. um All on-demand thing might reset everything because you know whenever they offer me a batch, it's like basically everything is like twelve dollars or less now because it's like seven dollars base pay for like it doesn't matter if it's one item or like fifty items, and then most people only tip if it's Aldi they because the stuff is so cheap they tip like two three dollars if it's Publix five six dollars but so even if they you can get um, you know, a full, like a, you know, 40 items, 50 units, and it still be $12, $13 unless it's like 20 miles to the customer, you know, but then you had a deadhead all the way back. So yeah, uh, I basically, with Instacart, I basically just hold out for anything with like with a heavy pay bump now. Otherwise I make more money doing DoorDash and Uber Eats simultaneously.
0: Yeah, that's, that's what I would recommend. A lot of people, that will ask me about doing a side gig. For me, I always work, Lift and instacart at the same time yeah um especially now that it's on demand it was a little trickier when i had to do hour blocks because mm-hmm. if i got a long ride it would kick me off and i would have to rush back into my zone yeah. and hit ready to shop again
1: it, it says you're out and, of the zone get back in the zone
0: <laughs> yeah and there's some ways to be tricky with that but it's it, back when um they were really handing out reliability marks mm-hmm. it was it was getting a little bit dicey
1: uh, yeah, I've never had more than two at a time, but uh, yeah, it's it's kind of nice now because when they go all on demand, those RIs are getting yes. thrown away. So, um, so what's a typical work day and work week like for you?
0: Well, this will be a little bit um, different for for the gig economy because mm-hmm. I, I mostly do the real estate. Insurance Mm -hmm. inspections and some real estate investing and gig on the side is -hmm. an extra. Um, So I guess I could speak about this. There's other part-time, once you get familiar with the 1099, like uh, I think the gig economy is a great way if you're a W-2 and you've ever thought about getting a business or how that would look. I think the gigs are a great way to give you a taste of doing taxes differently, write-offs and all that. And then you can look for other stuff one of the things that I used to run was a small company that did, uh, mortgage inspections. Mm -hmm. Um, so back to your original questions, what's my week look like? So Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, I have field hours where I'm always out in the field, uh, doing inspections. And then if I have a drive from like, uh, an hour drive, I'll set the destination with Lyft. So my car is always clean, Mm-hmm. ready for passengers. I have my signs up. I put all my equipment in the back, tidy everything up like I'm a Lyft, and I do uh, set a destination to my next inspection. And then definitely during sports seasons, I'm driving Lyft on the weekends <laughs> for the stadium events because I think it's fun to meet the sports fans from out of town.
1: Speaking of cars, what kind of car do you drive?
0: Um, I drive... A SUV, a Volvo SUV, uh-huh. so it's a large size. So with the Lyft, I do get in Uber, I get the XL or mm-hmm. oversized bonuses, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. And then I, I'm sure if people follow me on Instagram, they see that I love the wholesale stores. Uh-huh. So it's great for me because if they're like, "Oh, you gotta get 20 waters," I just turn my all my seats down and throw 20 waters in there yeah. and deliver them. And a lot of times it's 40, 50 bucks for just lugging a bunch of cases of water to somebody's house.
1: Do you get good uh, gas mileage?
0: Um, I get decent gas mileage. It's probably not the best. So Mm -hmm. I I used to have a smaller uh, wagon, and that was definitely much better.
1: Uh So
0: on the weekends, if I'm picking up a lot of Lyft XL, it definitely makes the gas versus the income worth it. But if I do a bunch of small Lyft or Uber rides, it's not worth the Mm – gas-to-income ratio, that's where the uh, Instacart's much better. You do so – the mileage is much less.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: also do Amazon Flex. I didn't mention that. Yeah, I do, that, too. And I have Whole Foods right next to my house, so I always keep an eye on a couple-hour blocks for delivering groceries from them because they're no longer on Instacart here, and those are short drives as well. So.
1: Yeah, I, I like those Whole Foods. It's, it's just like doing delivery-only with Instacart. and Yes. I, I assume it's nationwide. Like, they have – uh, with the cold stuff they put like a foil inside the paper bag so you don't even yeah. need insulated bags yeah um, it like,
0: do a good job
1: yeah it, it's strange though because they'll put like you get a two hour block and they give you enough bags to take for the entire two hours so somebody's ice cream is sitting even though it's got the yes. insulation they could be sitting in your car for two hours and i don't know yeah. if it's going to be soup by the time it gets to them
0: like the thing with amazon is It's not me. I not that it's I mean, part of it is my responsibility and I try to check that stuff, but it's impossible to check all those bags. Yeah,
1: because they're sealed. They
0: tell you what order to do it in. They have a a route. You don't have to do that. Obviously you're independent. But I always follow the route. It seems to be the quickest most of the time. So if they put somebody that's that's getting a bunch of frozen stuff as my last drop off in the summer, there's only so much I can (laughs) I can do now.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of Whole Foods customers, if they knew what we knew, they would probably use Instacart instead, you know. Well, uh, or we,
0: when we started here, Instacart was inside of Whole Foods.
1: Yeah, it was so here we were too, butting heads.
0: We were butting heads all the time. They didn't like us in there. And then they went to their in-store shopping with Amazon Flex delivery maybe mm-hmm. six months, six to eight months ago here.
1: Yeah, it was like
0: last uh, Easter. Okay.
1: Was when, yeah. I yeah, it's
0: probably for us then too. Maybe Easter maybe Sunday
1: was, I did like all Publix and all the other stores were closed except Whole Foods. So I was actually, I remember doing a bunch of Whole Foods shops on Easter Sunday last year through Instacart. And yeah. uh, I think they, they they severed ties in like April or May. But um, anyway, uh, let's see. I got a whole list of que- I th- I think we've covered most of them. Uh, let's see. What what life hacks do you employ to make um, these jobs easier? Although it's kind of, I know it's kind of a vague question. Um, like any shortcuts or I was just gonna say the to easiest
0: thing for me is just always my time's important, so time management. Mm-hmm. So um, there's a lot of free calendar setups that you can link. I don't use uh, iPhone, but I know you can link it with iPhone. But I link a Google Calendar to my tablet, my phone, my computers. And I literally, I put when I wake up in the morning to when I sleep. So I've blocked off, like, wake up at 6, go to bed at 10, Mm -hmm. when my workouts are. Uh, But you can make multiple calendars within that and see where you're using your time. So I mentioned earlier I'm in the field uh, Monday, Tuesday, Mm -hmm. and Wednesday. took me almost a year to be able to schedule, probably more like 18 months to schedule my life so I could do that. Where I was in my office on Wednesdays and Fridays, in the field those three days, and then have an opportunity to either be home working on new stuff or be out working gigs on the weekend. When, when you say
1: office, do you mean where you are now, or do you have yeah, just my office? home
0: office to be able to? Oh, okay. I have yeah. So I'm in a law. Lo- this is not <clears throat> my basement as it looked like before. I'm in a, a loft in the city. So this is like a one giant room and my kitchen's actually underneath me, but it's just open, that's, open space.
1: That's something I miss about back North is because everything's so old. It has character there here in Florida. Everything is brand new and it's like very cookie cutter. You, I've driven all over the entire Orlando metro area, which is probably about the same size as Rhode Island. Yeah. And it's just, you'll see houses that are the exact same setup in you know, from 50 miles away, you know, all these, you know, gated communities and everything, nothing, there's very, very few things here that are like really old, you know? Yeah. Um, that's something, that's something I miss about that. Yeah. I'm there.
0: actually sitting in a mill that's probably 130 years old.
1: Yeah. You being, would never see that in Florida
0: <laughs> Yeah, being, being transferred. So it's got all the original hardwood floors It still has like textile stains on it and stuff that have been like mm-hmm. fit kind of polished and went over, but not repaired so that they look new so the character stays mm-hmm. but when i say office i mean um home office yeah home office i mean you run it, it mentally for me if i say i'm going home then it's like i'm gonna lay in bed with it can be know, downstairs you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah but when i when i think of my office i i to me it mentally puts me in a place where it's work it's work time mm-hmm. um and obviously too i mean it, it helps me when I talk to my accountant and I'm writing stuff off. I know you guys don't have income tax there, but yeah. for me I have a certain designated space to that. It's just when I'm here, this is the work that I do. So I'm either working on videos, working on spreadsheets, or upcoming projects, trying to look at the new gig stuff that's coming up. So
1: Yeah, and uh, speaking of taxes,
0: do you have an LLC? Or... Um, I don't anymore. Okay. So I had an LLC that I'd shut down. I'm doing a DBA right now. Okay. Um, some I have some real estate trust, but that's separate from who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, do you do you LLC yourself? No
1: i i I've heard there isn't a whole, for what we do there isn't a whole lot of yeah. advantage to doing it. Like the closest I get to that is I have commercial auto insurance, which every, if you're doing Instacart, DoorDash, Uber, yeah. Lyft, you should really have commercial or a ride share, depending on how your state classifies it. Because yeah. like, even if you're a full-time, like, yes, when you have passengers in the car, you're covered by Uber or Lyft. Other deductible, I think is like five grand. So it's essentially, yeah. you essentially don't have insurance because mm-hmm. five grand deductible is ridiculous. Um, but yeah, you want commercial auto insurance because, and that's also like, I don't think Uber or Lyft's insurance will, will cover you if you don't have any passengers in the, like, even if you're on they the don't. way to go pick somebody up, yeah, you're, yes. you're 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 screwed.
0: So the way it works in Massachusetts, in Rhode Island, and I believe Connecticut, but I'm not sure, mm-hmm. is we have we have rideshare insurance here, and if anybody's having difficulty getting it because it's it's semi new, it's happened over the past maybe two years now. Um, if they have veterans in the in the thing, the best that I found is USAA auto insurance for like hundred extra bucks. I was able to put what they consider rideshare liability insurance on my car Mm -hmm. and it covers you it's called gap insurance and it basically is covering me so if you have your app on but no passengers and you're not driving anywhere Mm -hmm. um, it covers you there so if you were like throwing it on on the way to the supermarket and you're moving and you got an accident yeah the insurance companies here actually will ask if you work gigs And if they do, they call those companies that have the GPS tracking to see if you had it on at the time, and it becomes a thing. Um, So if you don't have this in your area you're confused, you probably don't want to be driving around looking for rides. You probably want to park and wait because you will be covered on the way to pick somebody up, and you will be covered when you pick them up. But you won't be covered when the app's on and you're you're either sitting still or, or moving.
1: Yeah, my brother does Uber and Lyft in Albany, and I think New York State—they took forever to even allow Uber and Lyft outside of the city. And I think he either has to have like a business license or commercial insurance or both, something like that. Um, yeah, it's these blue states—I uh, can't stand them.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I I'm up here. I keep looking at New Hampshire, but then I think to my there's no income tax. There's a lot of property tax, but no income tax. No sales. No, sa- yeah, I, no sales. I want to go live in the cold when I could do something similar. Maybe someplace warm and try, try mm-hmm. a little something new.
1: Yeah, yeah, you could do do Florida. Um, is like the cost of living is cheap here, but yeah, the wages are cheap here too.
0: Um, I've heard it's, good it's, and bad things. Of fr- I have a uh, I'll do a plug for somebody since you crushing blue states here but there's a, a guy that i follow he's an economist podcaster and stuff named tom woods but he really uh, liked me too yeah he really he liked, actually lives uh, not too far florida. From here. yeah he lives in florida he moved down there he tried to convince some people so i really like him um we won't we can get into this stuff off air since it's yeah uh, was, uh, kick uh, stuff speaking but speaking of yeah.
1: uh, geography so like you're in providence rhode island and I've heard you say you know well, to me, I'm outside know you...
0: Providence. Oh, you're
1: outside Providence. Okay, yeah, yeah I have family that lives there. Okay. Um, so, like does Instacart you can pick up batches in other states or how does that work? Like,
0: is that so? This interesting legality. Yes. Yeah, so um, the old zone that I have, are the old Instacart zones here, mm-hmm. and we had, I had messages a little bit and I found out something different. So the old zones here actually have. One territory in Massachusetts, and then like three or four in Rhode Island, which was considered where I was working. And then when they had it hybrid, no matter where I drove, what I was in New York getting batches. I was in Massachusetts, New Hampshire, all of Rhode Island getting hybrid stuff. Mm-hmm. The first day that on February eighteenth when on- demand went live, I think I messaged you and said, "Oh, I'm not getting orders outside my zone now." Um, like I was before, but actually, I was sitting, waiting for my car to get repaired up near Boston. And I was getting Instacart orders, so it looks like, even though you can check off the zones you want to work, still in the app,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it seems like I was still getting on-demand orders wherever I was.
1: Yeah, when I went home to Albany for Christmas, you know, I turned on the shop app to see, and yeah, yeah, it was showing me the on-demand for that area.
0: So, Which is nice. I mean, if you want to travel and get some spending yeah, money and, or check, yeah, the you area can actually
1: out. and you can write off your business expenses as like a per diem.
0: Yes, too.
1: It's it's kind of tricky. I don't recommend. Don't don't take
0: tax advice from me. <laughs>
1: you know, <to> let's <laughs> do people. Professional. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, that's like that's one so of the most probably. All everything that he says here can be taken not.
1: Yeah, like like, there's a question I get asked a lot is people ask me tax questions or I just see it in the Facebook groups. I'm just like, you are do not you don't go by some stranger on the Internet for tax (laughs) advice. Yeah, Um, I mean, that's what you pay a license for. It's it's worth it. I mean,
0: yeah, it's definitely worth getting a good accountant and everything, especially um, if you're going to start doing gig and stuff. All this stuff. Ask your area. Back to the LLC question that you had.
1: Here's all my uh, 1099s. Uber. Yeah, I had,
0: this. <laughs> I had all mine. I have a whole bundle here. Do you use any software? I um, have a,
1: to, a to, my my dad's best friend back home is a licensed tax. I've been using him for like 10 years. Yeah, and he doesn't really charge me that much. And so he's always got me a good 2019 was the first year I did only 1099s. I didn't have a single W2 job all last year.
0: Congratulations.
1: So, yeah, but I know it's like if you're going to do 1099 full
0: time, you're supposed to actually file quarterly taxes. But I don't know how that works. Do you? So I do. I don't do it. Uh, Depending on your state and area, I pay a small fine Mm -hmm. um, for not paying them quarterly. Uh, so your accountant can give you slips based on your estimated income for a year yeah. and then you'll be sending off your quarterly. Um, not to turn this into a commercial plug, but I use <laughs> QuickBooks Intuit, um, mm-hmm. which there's, there's some free there's some free software. You can do it by hand by first. I don't recommend this at, for the new, new person. It's about a, it's right. You can write it off, but it's about 10, 12 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. But what this will also do based on where your money's coming in, it'll give you reminders of what your quarterly taxes are at that time. And then if you set something up with your accountant, you can send those off. But basically you're, you're having, I mean, I think I paid $112 in fines, which is nothing Just to, to sneeze at. I mean, that's a days worth for the entire hot. year. Yeah. In fines for the entire year to oh, not right. pay quarterly. Um, but, I mean, as you start making more and more income as, it, as that stuff you want, you you want to, you know, worry about that stuff. Back to the other part of the LLC, too, is depending on where you want to go, some people that I've talked to, they become independent couriers on top of the doing the gig stuff. At that point, I think you really want to go talk to a professional and become an LLC so when you're writing contracts and stuff, you can write them out either under a business or under an LLC. So if anything does happen, you can protect your, yourself from doing business to business work yeah. that way.
1: Um, let's switch to a lighter topic. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> do you, your do you want- um, old, you know, YouTube videos, like I, a lot of them had like kind of like a cartoony kind of des- like to the thumbnail. Did you yeah. design those yourselves? um or did you like
0: yeah i I think yeah i did i you know what i use i use um kavana there's a free website called kavana Mm -hmm. and basically you can go on there pick a couple colors put that in there and then it just drops drop templates
1: yeah
0: um, and then just change that stuff so i had experimented so for me i like picking stuff apart um so i experimented was trying to figure out the youtube algorithm i was Mm -hmm. watching these young vloggers that went from like vine to whatever so i was working with that intros outros and then i was like none of this is me and then i found out when i just record myself do minimal editing to the audio and upload it it gets Mm -hmm. the same response so people just want the info it seems they don't care about anything else
1: yeah and i was looking through some of your old videos and like i seen like one of them has like seventy thousand views, forty thousand views, thirty-five thousand views. That's is that just all organic um, yeah. views? Like it wasn't picked yeah, up by some kind of marketing any, website. I don't pay or for
0: advertising. I don't promote or whatever. It's organic in the way that that um, I didn't pay for anything, mm-hmm. but it's designed in the way that I studied the algorithms. So if anybody's Uh, And we can talk about this off the air because it kind of gets Mm – I mean, it's not really a gig economy. But if anybody's – actually, YouTube's a gig economy. So if you want to make money off YouTube for income or whatever, you can work the algorithms. Um, Google – I use DuckDuckGo, but I use Google Mm. to to name my videos. And that's the number one search engine in the world. The number two search engine in the world is YouTube. So when you understand that – you can reverse engineer your titles. So basically, I I reverse engineered my titles to be top searches that were already in the system. I made good content with information. um, And then just a couple little tricks, like I was the first one to like my video and put a comment, so that pushes it up in the algorithm. And the rest was just word of mouth.
1: Cool. Yeah, and it's kind of a shame that you only have 3,500 subs. You know, I think there should be another digit in there
0: somewhere. <laughs> I, to be honest with you, I haven't. I mean, th- and this is not to say anything about how hard people work at their channels or whatever. If you look at my Uber and my Lyft mm-hmm. uh, videos that I did in the beginning, they have maybe five to a five hundred thousand uh, views. Although yeah. that was before I was messing with the algorithm, the market on YouTube is very saturated with those videos, and oh, I yeah. got into Instacart. Literally I was on the white water before the wave was coming through and yeah. everybody was behind me. So I was the go-to face. There's this big goofy guy with <laughs> a beard with an accent, you know what I mean, in his car, just making these I guess honest videos and people seem to enjoy them. So.
1: I like your um your website too. Is that on Thank WordPress you. or Wix or
0: Yeah. So I use I just use WordPress. Mm-hmm. uh then i just went through and found some um pre-made templates that i liked messed around with them and my biggest thing was i just wanted to make sure i found something i'm a pc person i literally have a work pc here and a gaming pc right here yeah so i'm a game i'm a pc person but most people are going to find you on the phone and they're going to sign up through instacart through their phone and they're going to work instacart through their phone so i found a template that was um phone friendly, yeah. yeah. Friendly. It's you all you did it things.
1: all. You did it all yourself, or did you? I
0: did. I did all okay. myself. So the other good thing with that site, Cat, um, Kavana, mm-hmm. is when you're ch- choosing colors for your scheme, it'll give you the coding of what that color looks like, and you can just make a note of like what two colors you want to use for your logo, mm-hmm. and then you can cut and paste that everywhere. So when I went into those websites. I used those codes to change the color of the framing and stuff. So it's not that di- it's not that difficult anymore. Some much smarter person than me went through and made it really yeah. just fill in the Mad Libs for me. I just fill in the the middle lines, you know.
1: Yeah, I should really I should really start a uh, like chattagateconomist.com or something just to like have it there. I yeah. just always, like with what I do is most of my traffic is coming from YouTube and then. I just force a lot of it on Facebook from all the the groups. Like I'm just yes. always, you know, putting links to my videos and stuff in there. Nice. I think if I did a, if I did a website, it would be there like just to be there. Like, and uh, maybe I should start a Facebook like fan page or whatever they call it now.
0: So, yeah. not to get too deep into the weeds, but if it's looking at YouTube as a gig economist. So one of the main reasons I have a WordPress website. It's another reason to – it's another way to get that algorithm to look into stuff. So now I have – when I make a new video, like the one that has about 60K views on a channel with less than 4,000 viewers. And at the time, when I hit like 50K, I literally had 1,000 subs. Mm -hmm. So the ratio was way off. But when that was released, I also made a blog on my website with the same exact title – and a bunch of thumbnails and the MP4 file and the audio files were all the same thing that was getting pushed up in the algorithm. Plus, when you, I noticed um, everybody should go down below the link here. Chad's got a bunch of links to his Amazon account where you can get some of the gear you're going to need for gig economy. Uh, One of the things that I do with mine is it makes very clean um, links. So if you want to get something from me, it would be my website name, slash wherever I'm sending you. So then yeah. they can remember it. And when I'm talking in a video, I can say that rather than if you want like if you want bags, you can go to I won't say it here, but yeah. You know.
1: Well I noticed and yeah speaking of Amazon is like I noticed you have like an Amazon like it's well it's not like you're selling stuff. It's more like referrals. Yeah. Like you gotta show me how to do that because I, I need to do yeah, that. Yes so I have
0: that. So right now I made some lists on Amazon So, like, Mm -hmm. I have my recommendations under DaveWrightTheCapitalist.com slash recommendations. If you put that in your search engine or click on my website, it brings you there and there's a whole link of stuff. It makes it really easy. And then when we're talking, you always know what it is. So, I noticed that you have the links below for gear and stuff. Yeah. Um, we can easily. I can work with you. Oh, really easy to set that up. And maybe we can even make a video to show people how to do it, yeah, where it directs idea. them, and then people get a little piece of it. So it helps us out to make more videos, and the people are going to buy it anyway. So rather than yeah. give uh, Jeff Bezos all the money, why can't mm-hmm. Chad and Dave get one percent for making a yeah. video? For it, you know.
1: Yeah, I, I've noticed that. Like a lot of the big, big name um, gig economy YouTubers like all their or it doesn't even have to be gig economy just like big youtubers like in their uh description box like people like they don't even like do descriptions of the videos anymore it's just all hyperlinks you know yeah and like and then like the first comment is a copy and paste i've been doing that because so i know That's that like a really dustin, smart
0: thing to do yeah. yeah
1: dustin does that um dustin is driving that okay. way it's like if you don't see it in the description box you might see it in the
0: comment section um yeah yeah, so that's really good to do on Instagram. I don't know about Facebook, but on Instagram and on mm-hmm. YouTube, you you want to kind of be your first like, maybe your first comment. But to make the post look cleaner or to get more tags, people have this huge tag section as the first comment. And then you can interact with the people that come to the video underneath that too. Yeah. and that You pin that to the top, and now they're getting all your information. And it gives you a whole another section to write in, past that description so
1: all right so we're kind of coming down to the end here like do you have any predictions for gig economy and just in general for like you know like what do you think what do you think the next five to ten years is going to be like they're going to automate everything or
0: um i think it's going to be interesting there's going to be a, a service need which mm-hmm. is what gig economists are kind of feeling honestly without getting hyper political. I think the gig economy is a reaction to universal healthcare's first attempt at implicate like being implicated in the United States yeah. being
1: implemented.
0: Uh, implemented, thank you. <laughs> That's the word I was looking for. Um, I'm just trying to choose my words carefully here so we can have a, a family friendly show. But basically what that people were starting to lower their hours. And then with a the 1099, it allows people to get their freedom back. So it's like if I so for instance, if somebody's married and they have to say their wife is a nurse and they have full health care already from the hospital, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. The, when they go to an office job, if part of the, the package for them is a health care thing, well, it's not actually a benefit to them. So that person might be able to go be a ten ninety-nine somewhere that doesn't need the insurance and make more money. So this yeah. market kind of starts getting created and it's so individual based. Um, I think between blockchain and between gig economy where these apps can start being built on the blockchain, that it's going to just more and more stuff's going to be added. There's a uh, competition coming up, uh, shop dumpling. I don't know. I mentioned that to you. Yeah. In chat. They have it on the West coast. Uh, there's another gig. uh, uh, something picked pull up or something like that, which is another driving type app where you can literally do truck loads, kind of like Uber's getting into where you can, you know, pick shifts of Mac truck loads. So I think everything's going to start being more individualized and let's let people compete for the work of both, both ways.
1: Yeah. That's like, I don't know if you can see, I have a couple of these books I can't. So it's thriving. That's that's kind of like the thesis of those books. It's not, they're really not about Uber and Lyft and Instacart per se. Um, yeah, I kind of agree. Like, I think that a lot of these jobs are going to be automated out in the next ten years or so. Because like, when once we have autonomous vehicles, you're not sure. going to. And the, like, even if you go, I actually, if you go to Walmart now, a lot of times there's robots walking around, like sweeping the floors or something. Yeah. I think it's just a matter of time before they're picking stuff. And uh, there might not even be stores in the future anymore. It's like you just order what you want on a tablet yes. and you just show up at a window and like it's all bagged and boxed and ready to go. So I don't know. And it, I, I kind of I made a video last, I think, in, like September. I said, is the gig economy imploding? Because it seemed like our wages were getting slashed. It was just harder and harder to get hours and things like that. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's just, I think it's just the Orlando area is like, if this is the worst place to be in gig economy, like then I'm getting, cause like, you know, for me, I'm single, no kids, not married. I rent, I don't have a mortgage. I don't have like a whole lot of expenses so I can get by doing this. I'm not getting rich doing it. Plus I have a few other streams of income, but you know, I and down here, there's a lot of immigrants who are they're working twelve, sixteen, eighteen hour days, and they got wife, kids, mortgage, and they're driving three hundred miles a day doing Uber. Yeah, and they don't—they're not doing the math. They don't realize that it's actually counterproductive, you know. Um, so yeah, we
0: have—we we still have that up here. We yeah. have a, Massachusetts, Rhode Island has a lot of people that just drive these long, long, long hours. Mm-hmm. And Lyft will turn the Lyft app will turn off after fourteen hours.
1: Yeah, Uber and, does too.
0: And then they'll just turn their Uber app on and start yeah. driving for six hours, and then they can get back on the other app if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. So it's not the safest thing, but um, you know, I think
1: as long as you're doing that real estate thing, you got a solid, you know, like because like you said, Instacart and and Uber and Lyft are your side gigs; they're not your main. Yep. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. So if you go to my website, which is DaveRightTheCapitalist.com, mm-hmm. and you see the blog and you do the drop-down menu, there's mm-hmm. actually two other blogs there. And one brings you to a real estate thing that I want to do. And I do want to do some training videos um, mm-hmm. for some of the real estate stuff to help people make that jump into to that. Yeah. I've learned over the years that it's, it's stepping stones um, and then my other channel would be something more philosophical that not everybody would be into more of like the Tom Woods type stuff, but yeah. it, it, the other, st- you, they're, so they'd all be independent, but connected if people. Don't
1: you have a, a YouTube this. channel just about the real estate?
0: I oh. do. And I had done some, uh, that's the right property solutions. And that's just some of the old um, before when the HARP program was around, there was mm-hmm. a lot of foreclosures. Um, now mm-hmm. they've since been, uh, that pro- program was ended and everything was bought up pretty much fixed up and sold so now insurance inspections are big but at the time uh, I was teaching how to do the drive-bys and those still exist it's just that you can make more money uh, doing insurance it's a, a cleaner situation it's not as dangerous you're not working walking through vacant properties in the middle of nowhere uh,
1: yeah. yeah so uh, tell everybody where they can find you on social media Facebook, Instagram, YouTube all that
0: um for the most part for this, so I would be Dave Wright the Capitalist. Um yeah, I'm on YouTube is that you'll find me. I get the big beard. Same <laughs> I'm 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 really bad with social media. I used to be on social media. I try to stay away from it, but I'm on Facebook. I will eventually get to your messages as Chad learned. <laughs> um and then I'm I'm more on Instagram, uh, the same thing, Dave Wright the Capitalist. And I don't post as much as I probably should there. But for me, it was, it's just really about helping people. So I answer a lot of questions. So if you have questions, uh, message me or comment on YouTube. I try and answer everything. Um same thing with Facebook and just help ha- help you out, get started. Cause I know it's it's so many people have anxiety to make the leap to try this stuff, or even if they're in desperate need of work, mm-hmm. they they you know, they grocery shop every day, and then as soon as it becomes Instacart, they get all this anxiety and um it's just being a, not knowing it's that fear of unknown it has nothing to do with fear of shopping you do that yeah. all the time. it's a fear of the unknown chad and he, myself are here to mm-hmm. to try and help mitigate some of that anxiety yes. for you make it easier for you yeah but dave right the capitalist.com all right cool all
1: right thanks for doing this interview Well, oh, thanks
0: thanks thanks man. everybody oh. out
1: there for watching I always say, if you watch all the way to the end, you are awesome.
0: <laughs> Can I just say one thing to you? Sure. Thank you so much for having me. I mean, I for the most part, I go to Chad's channel. Everybody that's here should should sub because I go to Chad's yeah. channel for everything. So. <laughs> yeah. Thanks.
1: All right. Well, we'll see you uh, next time. Thanks for watching. Hey, Bye.
0: Thanks. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode. But we promise next week's will be even better. We'll be back on Sunday with this week's Gig News, a show discussing the latest news, trends, and viral posts from the delivery and rideshare sectors of the gig economy. Until then, keep hustling.